Hello and welcome back to another episode of Less Than 10, an EVE Online Small Gang PvP podcast. I'm Feral, and this is episode 23. Uh, I'll tell you guys who we have on tonight, and then everyone can just go through and say hello. So first up is uh, our, my co-host Blood Druin, and we also have Havoc and DTM. So everyone say hello. What's happening? Yo, yo. Hey, guys. Good to be here again. <laughs> man so Don't worry, we'll, we'll just edit that in post <laughs> um Sound so, like you're nervous like we're your girlfriend's parents man like you just rolled up and you're like well, it's, it's always great nervous. to be here yeah, dude, dude every episode i'm like i'm like shaking man so uh i'll just carry on so uh we we asked havoc and dtm to come on today because they've both been doing rad stuff in the community organizing events and tournaments so uh, why don't you guys just give the, the listeners like a little TLDR about uh, what events you've done and, and what you kind of do in EVE. That's all you did. Shoot. Um, I'm DTM. I run uh, the EVE Championship Series, where as far as I'm aware, currently the only public tournament organizer that is also um, endorsed by CCP. Uh, we work with our partners in Monsters. Shout out to you, Havoc as well as with Spectrefleet. We run um, larger tournaments and help broadcast them, um, like Spectres Cup, or Com- the Spectres Commander's Cup. And then we also run um, and help are going to be helping broadcast um, the Safari Cup, which Havoc runs. Um, and then we do a bunch of in-house, like 1v1 tournaments and 3v3 tournaments. Um, we really love sort of like the smaller scale stuff where you can really get to know players. Nice. So And, uh, and Havoc? Yeah, so... I run a community. It's a small gang in PSI community. Uh, I'm partnered with Grim Reaper Knight. He uh, he and I have been flying together for about three years now. And uh, we started this community. We merged both of our communities, and we started this community about two years ago. Started out where we only had a couple people coming on roams. Uh, now now it's hard to it's hard to keep the to the small gang code. So we've been working trying to get things organized so, the, so that we can facilitate the dream a little bit better. And we're doing a great job. Nice, man. Well, we'll dive into, you know, the, the, the deep and dirty and the specifics on what you guys do in a little bit. But uh, first, let's just chat about what we've been up to in EVE. So, I don't know. Uh, let's start with, with you, uh, DTM. Have you been any highlights last couple of weeks? Last night, I fought a Kronos for three hours. You guys ready for this story? <laughs> this Kronos, I uh, I had just moved back into a small dead end low sec with me and my friends that I fly with, um, and one of the things that we kind of do and we kind of engage with and and pretty much what we do a lot of is is we kill mission runners, right? Objectively, we just kill a shitload of mission runners. That's how they make isk down there, which is fine. Um, Anyway, so this Kronos comes in, and I'm in a Proteus that can tank around 1,500 DPS, or 1,400. 1,400, which was just barely not enough to hold this Kronos. So I go tackle the Kronos, scram it, 
Uh, all my friends are in battleships. And then I find out my friend just isn't in a battleship. He's in a he's in a Geddon that's full newt fit with four medium newts and then like three larges or something like that with triple plates and an AB and no point and a cat booster and like three batteries. And I'm so angry. So the Kronos gets off um, and we waited him out. He came back to the mission. Um, I tackle him inside the mission with a scepter and he proceeds to start burning. I didn't have a scram on the scepter. Apparently nobody in the group had a scram. Um, I didn't bring my ult with a ramjag or anything like that. So we proceeded to fight this Kronos essentially and hold him for three hours while his friends were coming in trying to get him off. Uh, by the end of it, he had burned almost 5,000 kilometers off the beacon that was on the inside of the mission, um, which sucks because I don't know if you guys ever kill people inside of missions um, or anything like that, but you can't warp inside of missions. So you literally had to burn 5K or 500 or 5,000 kilometers to kill him. So that was what I've been Dirty. On. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Oh, yeah, dude. Well, since you talked about the Kronos, man, I got a golem story. Just happened the other night. It was pretty good. Um, been roaming out a little bit. Ended up getting into, uh, I think, Perry Falls. Went Perry Falls and start head Oasa and uh, got engaged by the frat boys. Uh, they've been pretty, pretty ruthless lately. Looking forward to more engagements with them. We ended up kind of breaking up a little bit, but we got we got everybody back together and we proceeded and we proceeded into Malpai, right? And we went into the NC Renner space and we were, go we were going in there. Oh my God, I tackled this carrier, freaking had stabs. I was so frustrated. Then I tackled a rattlesnake, had stabs. Then um, we went into the system. I'm still in the rattlesnake system and then I hear point on golem i'm like what the hell and uh, so i take this one jump to this golem point and we go in there i don't know maybe 10 we were 10 strong and um we went on this golem we had like, like three kikis uh, one orthrace one loki i was in and then retribution retribution maybe uh interceptor right so um we're going on this golem Obviously, it's given us a little bit of trouble on the tank, but it, it, it was really never about dumping the golem. It was always about what was coming, and like, here comes this fleet. Ex dead on numbers, 10-man fleet, double Orthrus. Uh, they had a couple Caracals, um, Loki. Like, it was, it was a very, very similar comp as opposed to, like, Caracals instead of our Kikis, right? We dunked this entire fleet and, like, go back on this golem. And we're fighting this golem uh, for a little while longer until they drop, you know, they, they come and, and they decloak the falcon and it drops. And I think, uh, I think we had just used our inhib before, so it was real unfortunate that, that we, were, uh, we were unable to finish off the golem. And we, and we were quite close, um, but it just, it just didn't work. Those, those marauders have just such big, nasty tanks. And, but, I mean, like, you can't go wrong with a 10 on 10 full wipe. That was great. So that was my Marauder story. Nice. Blood, why don't you go before I do? Oh, well, we've been roaming a bit at Athera and having some fun. Uh, <laughs> I went dual boxing and like lost uh, both an Osprey Navy and an Astero at the same time to uh, the like Adam Deathstroke and those dudes. Uh, so that was fun. <laughs> Flagons, uh, yeah. Yeah, Flagon. 
So like it was it was pretty it was pretty entertaining. Like we we stayed and took a fight like four v like twenty, <laughs> and we got we got murdered. But we were like man, like whatever. It was fun. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, and then Havoc, you brought up uh, a familiar name. Um, Grim Reaper Knight is actually uh, he was in my corp Nano Conspiracy way Nano back when. Nano Conspiracy. And we were on the first Victor kill together. Uh, me, him, and Caliger, and a couple others. Yeah, I'll so, begging yeah. Caliger to come back. That's sick, dude. That's yeah, awesome. I like. I quickly like went on Z kill and made sure that Grim Reaper Knight is the correct characters now in Monsters Reborn. And I was like, oh yeah, good memories killing a Victor together. Indeed, yeah, yeah. Grim is definitely the strongest FC in Monsters Reborn. I love to fly with Grim. Hasn't flown in like two days. I think he's done a little bit of solo stuff, which is which is always you know, that's always valid. That's sweet. So, but soon, you should come. <laughs> yeah, dude. Do some NPSI stuff. I'm down. Yeah, dude. Get in one of these grim fleas, boy. <laughs> nice. So, I I've been doing quite a bit of roaming recently. I hit up low sec a bit, which uh, I don't typically fly in low sec too much. So. Uh, me and a courtmate, uh, SC, Cyan, we're, we're roaming uh, Artie, Wolf, and Slicer, Beam Slicer. And we were kind of messing around. And uh, yeah, it, the weirdest the weirdest thing in EVE ever happened. Like, this is the weirdest thing. I've never, I would have never thought of, I'd see this. But there's this condor, right? And the condor is kind of following us a little bit. And I'm in one, over by one plex, and SC's on another. And the, they're outside the plex, and the condor uh condor's on, on grid with them pretty close and he goes to aggress it and then uh as the condor points him um seven pacifiers decloak <laughs> seven so i don't know it's just it's just like this weird thing like just low sec things right so uh i mean he left and that was that it's just a weird weird point and then we got a few kills and i ended up losing my wolf uh to my first experience with the new uh, event sites so we kill we kill the retribution in one and then i was just like oh yeah whatever there's some rats but no 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 boy those rats those rats are fast and they hurt and they newt and they scram so my cheap already wolf i've been rolling cheap already wolves lately just like 55 mil they're cheap i'll tech two stuff so no biggie but yeah it was fun right. i don't know is, is this pacifier thing like a is this like a meme people do in low sec you guys are gonna have to fill me in. DTM, you fly in low sec. Uh, yeah, I do fly in low sec. I've never heard of anything like that before, so that's must be a one off. One of. Yeah. All right. Well, well, I mean, I fly weird fits anyways, right? That's pretty abnormal for me to go into low sec and people to see me, and they always know they're gonna get a really weird fight. Yeah, for sure. All right, so that's kind of a little introduction what we've all been up to. Um, so let's get into why you guys are here. Uh, let's start with the Safari Roam, uh, which is an event that I, uh, Havoc, I, correct me if I say, if I misspeak here, guys, but I believe Havoc, you or, organized it and you got some help from DTM running it and likely some other people. But the gist of it was, this is a super cool idea, something that I kind of like thought uh, would be a really cool thing to do, not as an event, just like if you ever, you know, have more than five dudes in your group, like 10 guys, you just kind of split off into two groups and filament. So it's the whole premise of this of this event was to have a bunch of people and basically everyone splits off on off into teams of five and you all filament 
and you get points for getting kills and get even more points if you end up finding each other since the active filaments you know are, are likely to put you in a similar area uh, so you get bonus points if you killed another member of the challenge is that correct right right so triple points triple points on killing another team member of of you know of the safari realm um so so initially just like you were saying that that was where the idea kind of was like born right so i i've been begging these people because like i said it's been hard to keep it down it's been hard to keep the numbers low there's a lot of there's a lot of momentum for for monster reborn i know there's a lot of momentum for ucs right now and like you just do one ping and sometimes it's 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 capping 20 30 people and it's like this is not no longer small gang you know the reason you know they call it small gang is because back in the day uh you form a fleet and it was called a gang up until you your 10th member member until it turned into a fleet that's so that's what small gang is right so I've been begging these people. I was guys, fleet's too big. Let's do this. Let's all break into five-man teams, and let's take a filament. We can put bets out. I'll throw in 500 million, so whoever, whichever team gets the most kills. And we're like, oh, no, dude. Let's just stay with the fleet. Let's just stay with the fleet. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, dude, this is, this is like why we're doing this. Like, so you do small gang. You pick up skills, and you learn how to fly your ship. You don't need somebody telling you what to do. You know, so that's what I'm trying to promote a lot of. And in my head, I'm like, why can't I make this like an event? Why can't I do something pretty sweet like this? And I just, just one thing led to another. I was talking to DTM. He was like, man, that's a really, that's a really good idea. You should, you should do that. And like, I don't know how many people really thought that I was going to do it, but like I went, I went all the way. And so like um, the cool part about this is it's not only RNG from the filament, right? It's RNG from the team construction. It's RNG for, for the capture points. And that's another thing I'll hit, I'll touch on. That's a point I'll touch on in a moment. Um, and, and, and really, really, it's just like unpredictable content, right? And, and like everybody's playing by their own roles of allegiance as far as that goes. Like we're going to split, we split all pan fam up in pan fam uh rng teams we split all goon in the goon rng teams we sp split all independent in, in the in the independent teams and like if let's say a goon or or pan fam uh five-man team isn't full we can we can always throw an independent in there so just a lot of stuff uh came together and and was able to get a lot of the community behind it and it was just it was it was really awesome the event went uh, went really well. I was kind of, I can't lie, like, I was pretty freaking overwhelmed, but Safari Room Redux is going to be coming up in maybe, like, not, it's, it's, so it's, first it's Easter this weekend. I think there's also an event this weekend. And then the following weekend's Greek Easter. So maybe, like, the third weekend is when we can expect the next one or, or something like that. Maybe, maybe the maybe during Greek Easter. I don't know. Nice dude, that's sick. Yeah, like so. Just so everyone knows, this is something like you. You had experienced PVPers. I assume you had like newer PVPers too, or were they a little timid? <clears throat> so, dude, I worked really hard. I literally, 
filamented around Nullsec and I and I flew in a in an interceptor to every single pocket in Nullsec except like Syndicate and Clavering. I don't know why I never hit that up, but I didn't. And I literally just spam <laughs> posted the the Reddit like and then like two days later I went all around high sec, spam posted the Reddit. Because I, I really wanted wanted a lot of people to come in, right? A lot of people from all over. Well it it I guess it wasn't communicated well enough. I tried really hard to communicate it. So, but we did have some players that were newer to it and, and they did come, but I would say like for a majority, it was all people within, within the community, which was fine because like really needed to button, batten down the hatches and kind of like iron some things out. Um, especially like with the capture points. And I said, I'd hit on that, uh, uh that point. And let me, I'll just do that real quick. So um, basically the idea behind a capture point is supposed to generate a point of contention where multiple teams can come to and, and, and they have an objective there, right? So at this capture point, if you can cap the point, then your team automatically gets 50 points. Now points are decided primarily from Z kill points, right? So that's going to determine how many points you get per kill. Uh, if you kill another teammate, triple points. Uh, and then it all gets added up later at the end of at the end of the event, right? And then we come out with the winner. But so these capture points um, in this in the in the revised rules are going to be like a point where you have to bring your fleet to and you have to hold it for a set amount of time, right? Or it may subject to change, but I'll come out with a rule video within this next week, and you guys will be all, all able to watch it. And it'll be easy. It'll be broken down. But anyways, these capture points are gonna are gonna be like these points of contention where, as soon as a team starts capping it, it'll go into the into the in game channel. Like this point in this system is being captured right now, and you don't want another team to get that fifty points because that that fifty points could make the team in last place jump all the way to first place. So it's gonna be real fun. Really excited to see what happens with that and you guys will get to see the rule video later yeah and real quick go go a little into like kind of the the rules but like maybe not like super intricate because people can read about that but also more about the rewards you know what are people getting for participating because i think like especially on the first time of an event you're much more likely to get people who are either like bored or veterans who are looking for a challenge and i think you know, once the concept is proven, those people go back and tell their friends they're like, yeah, that was super fun. Then you start to get a lot more buy in from people and you get and, and more people are more apt to kind of throw in. So what's the what's the incentive? What's the win um, or the prize for for winners? So, so initially it was ISK. We'll have to see uh, if it if it develops farther than that in this in this Redux edition. Um significant isk for anybody who participated last time it was five billion isk right so that's um, that's a pretty decent chunk of change <laughs> yeah yeah so like i i did like buy-ins but just for the simple fact that like mentally you're bought in right um yeah. but it it was nothing that re you know what is the word recon tim whatever it didn't make up for the isk that was invested right so, but that's not the point. The point was offering ISK that's going to get people interested in coming because I wanted people that 
maybe newer uh like the whole idea is to like bring light to the small gang community and show people like because i think a lot of people are like scared to get out there in small gang you know and so like it, it like all you got to do is jump on here you can come by yourself you get thrown into a random team odds are there's going to be somebody who knows what's up and um that was when I asked everybody at the end of the event, I was like, what did you guys really like? And that was something they really liked. They liked meeting up with their randomly generated team. And that was like really fun for them to discuss that comp over the hour that I gave them the comp. Right. And, um, I, I think that'll be pretty, pretty sweet because you got five people who was like, let's do this, let's do this. And the guy that doesn't know shit, he, he, he gets, you know, told like, okay, you may not have a lot of skill points, but you have enough skill points to fly a slicer. This is your goal. This is what you do. You're, you're supposed to push some tackle off. You're gonna, you're just get out there and slice for us, right? So, like, you got all these people that are helping these younger in EVE. They may be, their age may be different, whatever. But you got other people that are going to help these, these rookies into the scene. And um, I think that's really super important for people to get into the small gang community. And like I, I read somewhere, maybe it was on the uh, notes, like small gangs like picking up in popularity. And I absolutely love that. And and I would agree with that statement. I would agree so, too. It, it's kind of like uh, all. It's not this one thing. It's almost like there's a, a, a several, like a myriad of of different events and things and and buzz going on with small gang. Uh, that we've seen. And, and I mean, maybe it's half in part to CCP making some pretty good changes over uh, the last year, really. Um, we Year, year and a half even maybe since like, you know, all these capital changes started happening. It was a slow trickle and like the last, you know, four months, it's really amped up. But uh, I don't know. It's it's a really good feeling for sure because that five-man gangs, like I I personally, I really like the, the, the five, six-ish man stuff like that like four through six is my favorite gang size um any bigger and it, it's still like don't get me wrong i'm not not saying like nine nine dudes it's a blob but uh but like when each role is is one person you really when you get that fight you really feel uh like your actions matter and that's kind of what i chase in eve is is that in, that that engagement in that fight so yeah i i think that's a really cool thing man props to you for organizing that and dtm for for helping and you guys get that going because it's a it's a really cool event i know some court mates of mine yan and and uh neuro were in mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. and man they had great feedback like into corp chat um on the how the event went and how much fun they had so oh dude and like if it wasn't for dtm i would have been i would have been absolutely lost man like he came in so clutch he helped me out in organization right in the beginning and i was like super overwhelmed trying to set up the first capture point and some locals kept like busting the capture point as soon as i'd place it and uh <laughs> if it wasn't for dtm i would have just been a hot mess man i'm not gonna lie so i, I really appreciated his help and, and i'm really looking forward to uh to his help in in, in the future endeavors Nice. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. Well, let's uh, switch gears and let's same thing. Let's talk about Eve CS because this is uh, it's a player-run tournament scene where you guys have been doing this for a while. Uh, it's not really yeah. a new thing. Um, you guys had like a, a league like last year, and now you're kind of focusing more on 
you had uh like you know you've had a 1v1 and uh you're doing a 2v2 as well soon right well so we've done a 2v2 um we're doing a 3v3 next month so so the the official schedule right now for the rest of april is um april 11th we're doing our 1v1 and then uh the 25th i believe we're also doing our 2v2 um and that's going to be bc and assault frigate we're trying to like mix things up we did a cruiser uh level so two cruisers versus two cruisers last month um the 3v3 format's probably going to be really similar to our league format um except we'll be expanding the rule set so that it's um a little more allowing for different people uh we, we'd like to do point by and stuff like that but it's it's such a pain to balance that kind of stuff um and i feel like our time might be better served elsewhere um but we're a tournament scene we've kind of turned into not just the tournament scene but we've also turned into like if you have any sort of competitive event, whether it's Safari Roam or like Spectre's Commander Cup, um, people come in, they talk to me, um, or I just get involved, sort of, and we broadcast these events. CCP needs to know that we want events that are broadcast, that are open to the public, that anybody can compete in. Um, I know Invasion Tournament uh, wasn't like the most popular popping thing last year, but I know EVCS did really well. Um, like our first 1v1, which was the first tournament we ever ran last year in March, which so now we're we're over a year of running tournaments. Um, we we ran that 1v1 and we like I was blown away by like the community support, like 200 to 300 people watching all the time. Um, the league wasn't as crazy, but anytime we ever run a big tournament, we 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 tend to get like 200 plus numbers. Um, so nice. I'm really excited and happy for these things. And that's like what's, what's really key and important is that CCP gets in, or if we want CCP to get involved and like bring tournaments back, like they have to know that the community is there to support it. and They kind of want it. So to that end, um, we've done other things with it as far as switching up from running a league last year to running like bi-weekly tournaments this year. Um, we're doing other things like um, we engage with, uh, bracket prediction, not betting. We don't allow betting. That's that's against Eula. But you can come in and for free you can you can do a bracket prediction where you you predict who's gonna win and like who's gonna win what fights. And then we take like the top three people and give a misc. We've been a little bit slow on handing that stuff out, but um, because <clears throat> it's a little more difficult because we we only have people's emails. Uh, we also don't allow players to enter those that way they can't fix fights. But you really wouldn't want to fix one, um, because at the end of the day. If you place our prizing scheme is from first to third, um, if you even place in like third, you end up um, our last four tournaments have been 10 plus bill prize pool. Um, that's amazing. Yeah, well, that's Jesus. that's that's a lot of my own isk. Jeez. Uh, so I've thrown a little. It's what it's what I enjoy doing in in legal or in Eve, Eve Online and in sort of like building leagues and building. Um, uh, and building just competitive scenes. I really loved esports, and I really love casting. Um, I cast along with my friend Squishy. We also have Jebby and Setonia who come and cast sometimes. Um, for those of you who don't know Extra Squishy, go look up his YouTube stuff because it's awesome. Uh, and we have a ton of fun casting. I don't think I've ever been as like as having as much fun when there's just two guys in a fight. One comes out and they're just doing everything they can, and you can really see like when it comes down to the nail and the grit who's a good pilot or who's you know, who's just got it and who doesn't and that's like what we're really about so like whereas at was much more about like larger fleet comps and how those fought each other and like what counters what and um 
whereas it was also kind of like there was a little bit of a um an isk wall there a pretty big isk wall actually i would argue um as far as like what you end up bringing um as and as well as uh like how what is your your just initial entry fee uh we've tried to really keep to the idea where we want to give everybody a, not only a level playing field as best as we can but we want to make sure that anybody who wants to can come and engage with these tournaments um especially we run so we run a tournament every month called the Monsters Reborn 1v1, which Grim does some of the organizing for, but it's it's mostly um, myself and Shoop who do like all the running and the advertising. Um, we also uh, heavily try to change the rule sets so that they're healthier. Um, so inside of this, uh, we I think we've really developed like a good sort of scene in how we how we deal with um, things like e-war and other things like that which can really be um unhealthy especially for 1v1 fights um yeah we really I, try I, to hmm? sorry uh i just want to say i caught your last 1v1 cruiser match and man i like i gotta give you guys serious props because this one match was kind of going on and occasionally 1v1 meta can be a little stale i think everyone can admit oh, that yeah. But you guys did such a fucking amazing job casting. The match was exciting because, like you, like your your attitude and your the tone in your voice and your excitement was just so contagious during the casting that, like, the match was exponentially more exciting in that one case because sometimes matches are a little dry, right? We we see that in mm -hmm. even in AT. But the the way you guys casting, like, I just gotta like give you guys serious props on on your your level of excited excitedness and, and the way you guys cast because it was really really well done so yeah like Thank couldn't you. have better people up there doing it it was really really good no, yeah and right. i, I really good. like i like this format like so i mean you you guys know me and if you listen to our episode about alliance tournament like you know my feelings and i'm, I'm gonna kind of like soapbox it but like i i love the at i loved even t when that was going and this I think is a different format than either of those, right? Very different, like much lower bar of entry. Even with even T, it, it was a 5v5. So just getting people together and, and that kind of thing, you know, but if, if it's 2v2, it's literally you and your a, a bud. Like that's all it takes. If it's a 1v1, it's literally just you, right? And you can like get in, have fun and, and have that competitive mentality. And like some of the most fun for me was a in practices right in in the at so in like a 1v1 you literally get with your buddy and you just test fits that way right in a 2v2 mm -hmm. you could probably wrangle up two people to go against and then like just the theory crafting element you start thinking about okay you know how does this change like right and what's what what's going to be the predominant picks for the other people and and stuff like that and it just becomes that's the the thought process part is I think what is the most fun for me and the, the most challenging um, to be able to try and go into a fight already with a huge advantage. So it's like it's a super cool format, and I really think it's it's like um, it's you know pretty cool. Do I you know the <laughs> is it gonna replace those other tournaments? I don't think so, and that's why we need like like you're saying to be like hey. CCP, there is still interest here. Like, people want this aspect of gameplay, you know? Yeah. 
no, this is definitely true, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, wanna... I get soapboxy when it comes to tournaments. No, man. no, you're definitely right. <laughs> so, like, people talk, people talk about um, very often, like, what kind of support does CCP give us? And the gentleman who works with us, uh, who is a, an employee at CB, CCP, who shan't be named, um, does try to do his best for us. He care like, um, he he definitely cares about the scene. He definitely cares about us. There's definitely a lot of internal conflict though at CCP is as to whether or not like um like AT or or like tournaments are worth it. Like you think about the AT, it was really run on like um on like, like admin time. Four, yeah, it was like yeah. four devs who basically like volunteered their time and slaved over it. Mm-hmm. And you know when they remove these things so like my tournament runs and i've tried to really get this across the ccp like my tournament runs if i get td access right and you give it to me for a month and i can figure out like what all the commands are and everything does i can run a tournament and it will be very similar to the one we run currently but it will be safer better i'll be able to confirm things quicker I won't have as many issues, but this is all without the tool set that they've built for the AT, which is called um, like the tournament tools, which is like the overlay. Yeah. I don't need any of that. I just need a closed off space. So the integrity of the tournament may, like remains the way it is, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah. That's like super huge. So I want to engage with this and I want to make sure that um, there's somebody working on it. It's It's really hard when you talk about tournaments and everything to to really understand kind of like what kind of work goes into running a tournament on TQ and especially a public one like this unless you don't know so like I've had to learn about like wormhole mechanics and how we safely maintain a wormhole I've had to learn about all kinds of stuff um as far as like things just logistically inside the wormhole but if we have if if they were more open about um like thunderdome and stuff like that um, and letting people use these for events, it probably wouldn't be such a big deal. That is a lot of dev time, and I understand I'm probably asking a lot, but I feel like at this point where ESVS is and where like Safari Roam and other events are at, there's a definite possibility that there, there can be um, this healthy scene and there can be a healthy relationship between event runners and TOs and CCP. Absolutely. And yeah, I, I mean... The more, I think the more people that get on board, the more people taking part, the more people watching, the more people talking about it. And I mean, I imagine there's things you need help with, the more people helping. Like if you, I mean, it, you know, if, if people are out there listening and they want to get involved, uh, where can they reach out to you? Just like Discord, what, what's, what works well? So if you go to the website, eve-cs.com, right? And you're going to land on the main page there. There's going to be a button to join the Discord. You're going to have a contact button to email me directly at my EFCS email, as well as contact uh, the EFCS Twitter and contact the EFCS Twitter directly, which is watched by me and other admins. Um, and you're going to have the ability to get a hold of us. I'm also in-game at DTM135, and I allow anybody to mail me anytime they want to. Um, I try to be pretty open um, because I think it's really kind of important. I've had people step up, but really I got to give it to the people behind the scenes. Um, so like... Uh, I've got two amazing, amazing admins that do. If I'm not doing it, you can just assume they're doing it pretty much. And that's my friends, uh, Shoop and Adi, who also helps out in Spectre Fleet, who's amazing. She's kind of like our statistician god. Uh, so for our league, we actually have a whole table with all of the stats of all the points, aka the kills and what their worth is that all the players scored um, on us. And 
So we can actually, we were actually able to go in as the tournament was progressing and be like, this person is the best player in the league as far as how many points they're scoring per match. This person is the best player in the league because they have overall this many points per match. So like, who's actually performing? What do all these things mean? And it's super, super, super kind of important that we kind of engage with that. I do eventually want to go to like doing larger stuff like the Commander's Cup. Um, but I think it's really important that we nail down these formats. Um, and it's the only stuff I can do on TQ reliably. Like um, doing like 25 versus 25 is kind of out the window uh, because I can only lock so many targets at one time. <laughs> yep. Great. Cool. Well, um, let's let's kind of round this out a little bit and let's talk about what kind of reception you've had to this, both positive and negative, from the overall Leaf community. So, like, small gang uh, can be polarizing, and if any of you guys have been on Reddit lately, uh, it kind of has been polarizing. Like, there's a lot of uh, like a lot of memes and stuff. And uh, personally. Um, I mean, memes are fun, but like none of that stuff is my opinion. Eve is such a very mm -hmm. diverse game. Mm -hmm. uh, everyone plays it differently, and that's totally okay. Uh, I I would rather positively positively support the small gang playstyle than shit on other people's playstyles. And sometimes it gets a little spicy, and I might get salty because you know, Empire Builder Group One Four Five like forms ridiculous stuff to push me off but hey that's like what they enjoy and that's fine i'll just find my mm -hmm. content elsewhere but let's talk about kind of how how that's been how like high seckers or low sec faction warfare people or you know um sob null groups have kind of taken to your your tournament and if there's any bridges we could kind of cross and, and bridge the gap there for so individually on in an individual level, I've seen literally every kind of player come in and experience ECS events, whether it's Safari Roam, whether it's Commander's Cup, whether it's one of our home brew events, like, you know, our 1v1s or something like that, our 2v2s, um, any of this stuff, I've seen pretty much all, all walks of Eve come in and enjoy. And I love that. As far as, as communities go, um, the wormhole groups have been very nice about um, being very open about kind of leaving us be to do our own thing. Anytime there's a major wormholer in the area, I speak to him and he pretty much, um, or their group pretty much leaves us alone, which is very nice, even though we were in a pretty dead wormhole. Um, so there's that. There's also other things though. So like um, high seckers have been really nice. Actually, PVEers really like these events. Part of the format that we run is anybody who runs missions can understand it. It's not difficult to understand. You don't have to have like, fitting like level five knowledge and just be amazing at the game and always to like understand our tournament you can be somebody who just locks and shoots or even f1 monkeys um as far as uh low sec groups i've gotten some support from some low sec groups the hardest groups to talk to um have been the null blocks and uh, i i want to say part of it's because of the, the reddit stuff that's going on Part of it is um, really sad, though, because when I've reached out to a lot of the NullSec groups, I either get no response or the response is very similar to, I, why should I support a small gang tournament, essentially, um, when it's really not? It's a tournament for anybody to enter into, and it's a tournament for anybody to enjoy. And it's a tournament for people to come into and to create a community around and create an eSport around and be competitive, healthy, healthy competition. Um, and to to engage with that and i don't see that i don't see that coming out of the null blocks 
Um, the nicest null block that I've dealt with has probably been Cones and Rope Capel, surprisingly. Both of those groups have been very nice. But anytime I've tried to go talk to Goons or Test or Panfam or groups like that, um, there's just a, a huge wall there that they're not kind of willing to cross. But I mean, I can't reiterate and emphasize enough that like this isn't about this isn't about small gang. This is about like we want tournaments. We want CCP to help us run tournaments, and I want to build a really cool community. And anybody can come and play. Anybody. We allow anybody to. We try to be as impartial as possible and as transparent as possible. And I I feel we do a really good job. And anybody anybody can come and and try their hand in this. And I encourage anybody to. It's a blast. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's so awesome, man. Like that's I I can't even begin to imagine how much work it would be to to run all that stuff and and all the work you guys are putting in. So like again, just mm -hmm. huge props. Keep it up. If you guys ever need help, if there's anything we can do, just reach out. Um, if any of you guys out there have ISK burn in your pockets, you know you you don't know what to do with it. You're maybe you're gonna leave the game and you're like gonna I don't know throw all your ISK into one ship and go blow it up, like this seems like a cause both these both these guys on um where you can really make a difference with samisk uh so donate to them or if if you can't be bothered to look it up just let us know and send it to us and we'll pass it on to them legit no scams <laughs> um but uh it, it's yeah it, it's such a great thing man like if i had more time in my life i would i would just want to throw myself into that and by the way, like I work four on four off. Every fucking event you've run has been on my days on. I just can't. I can't wait. It's, they're for always on Saturday, dude. They're always on yeah. Saturday. It's yeah. it's Eventually right now. It's a good time to run a different a different event, like a different time. So maybe I'll think about doing that um, next month. Hopefully, with everything yeah. that's going on, I can I can get some different sort of uh, crew because Saturdays is a good day, but not a good day for everybody. Yeah, eventually my Saturdays will come around. If you keep it on the same day, it'll eventually come around to where I'm off those days. But... <laughs> All right. Well, uh, do you guys have anything else you guys you want to add on the matter before we move on? Just keep your eye out for more stuff, man. That's it. More Safari Roams, more Commander's Cups, more tournaments. Just keep your eye Sick. out because they're coming at you. All right. So the, you know, I think that was, you know, our, our big focus for this episode. Um, it is notable to talk about some of the recent things that CCP has released. Both um, there was a trailer that was going to be, my assumption, like part of FanFest, um, and then also a, a new dev blog that came out. So let's jump into that. And like, you guys are knowledgeable Eve players and small gangers. So we kind of want to also pick your brains about what you guys think are going to be the impacts. So um, let's start with the trailer because I think that's like smaller and more condensed. They were they were teasing it really hard. I know, like I listened to TIS who were they were on at like eight a.m. my time, watching it and like doing live reactions and stuff. <laughs> um, but CCP was like teasing pretty hard about how there's going to be lots of like hidden reveal stuff and and all kinds of different things. Um, have have both of you guys watched the trailer? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. So what are your guys' big like takeaways? What what do you think they they showed in there that like uh are kind of the big reveals? Pretty pretty curious about uh the gate the gate uh just turning off there. 
Yeah, that's pretty see. interesting. The right at the rush. end, the the gate like flickers, like just it's flickers and just go like, out. yeah. I mean, like that's what it looks like. It's pretty. We're exciting. definitely aware of gates shutting off before an Eva line. Um, when Jove gates went down doing the Caroline Star stuff around that time. And so it's definitely not when it be out of left field for CCP to do that. If that's the case, dude, wormholes are going to become vastly more important than they are right now. Well, and they already buffed wormhole connections. So I'm wondering if that was like part of the roadmap related to that. Um, but yeah, like uh, the, the overall emphasis, I think, was obviously on Triglavians. There's some sort of Triglavian attack coming. And then in there, there were some, some freeze frames. Uh, looks like there's going to be probably at least two new ship holes, and there's a Up lot from of from upwell, right? Well, there's speculation. So uh, they look like T- Concord ships to me. Yeah. They so do. on on TS, Up, a lot of them are talking Concord. upwell. Oh, it is. I so upwell yeah. was focused on structures, though, right? Upwell's and so the structure, right. yeah, the structure branch yeah. of Concord. And like, I don't really care so much about the lore. What I was thinking about, just practically speaking, right, is they already have a Concord line, and they have the triglavian right precursor line and if they were to put in like upwell cruisers it might require or there might be an indication of a new skill book that you would have to train like you did for precursor so i think it makes more sense for them to bring it into concord concord also only has three ships currently right i guess four if you include the uh fleet command ship right is that i think that's concord whatever that one is Anyway, mm-hmm. but but so there's there's only like the pacifier, the the enforcer, the enforcer, and the enforcer. yeah. So so those three. Whereas on the precursor line, right, you've got all these frigates, assault frigates, uh, cruisers, heavy assault cruiser, battle cruiser, right? Logistics, yeah, and oh, logistics. Yeah. So I think what you're gonna see is they're gonna start building out that Concord line to match. And in terms of lore, Concord does have a lot of really high-end technology, right? The ability to shut down ships, prevent them from leaving systems, things like that. So, like, that's where I tie it in, like, with my basic lore knowledge, where I go, it just makes more sense for them to bring it into Concord and build out that ship line more, like, mirror, right? Precursors have a heavy assault cruiser, get a heavy assault cruiser on Concord. Precursors have a Lodgy, get a Lodgy in for Concord or something like that. Or, um, and this is like my theory, and uh, I'm curious what other people think about it. There's a lot of talk about this doomsday type weapon right. that bounces, right? So, yeah. so it's like a new new weapons platform. And, mm-hmm. and fr- quite frankly, what I took away from it is it looks like Concord reverse engineered some kind of Triglavian technology. Well, it looks like the right? Upwell DD. Yeah, yeah, it's, it looks like exactly like the Upwell DD. It looks exactly like Upwell, but I think a mechanic like that would be way too powerful. So here's here's my take on it. Okay. Okay. Mechanically thinking, no no lore, AOE like that, like targeted, turret based AOE, would be really really good for the game. But they have to keep it so it's like almost like a skill shot. It's difficult to use. It punishes anchoring things like that where your range isn't so big that like oh yeah you just shoot it at the thing and it blasts all the buddy's friends like right so that was which my is what a star with... is like fuck mm-hmm. that right mm-hmm. like so if you have like a seven maybe like a 7500 meter or a maybe a 10 kilometer range it's 
like I'm a small ganger. I think when you anchor up in fleets, it's terrible. You should pilot your own ship. Eve is fun when you pilot your ship and you build skills. It's a skill. Like anchoring isn't a skill. So if you can have a way to punish groups for doing that and encourage people to break off anchor and maneuver their ship correctly um, and not have it impact the the super large fleet gameplay so much that everyone likes, you know, getting creative with balancing, whatever that takes. But having a ship with like a targeted AOE is really, really appealing to me. And I hope that that's what it ends up to be. To be. I hope See. it's a it's an AOE that isn't like one and done, you know, where you blast it and now it's whatever burnt out or it has a super long uh, cycle time, like, you know, where you can actually punish people for, for balling up. That's, that would be sick. So from, my from range, problem with a smart bomb. Yeah. My problem there is I think that would still be very powerful. And I, I do see the potential for something to kind of incentivize a, a group to spread out, not necessarily anchor on zero, but my theory on it is that that visual happens to look a lot like the Keepstar DD, but I don't think it is. And it, my theory is, okay, so there's this whole theme around Triglavian, right? And we know that Triglavian fleets are very popular in a lot of areas, right? Once you get them into a big mass and they spool up, they can crit an alpha through a lot of things. And the one like thing that really helps you deal with Triglavian but only in smaller numbers, is some sort of E-War. And my thought is that this is a Concord E-War cruiser that focuses and it bounces its E-War capability across ships. And it, my thought process is something like resetting spool mechanic. Or maybe the longer it goes, the more cycles it goes the more effect like tracking wise or something it has on those ships as it bounces. So it can be this force multiplier against Triglavian or, or kind of to neutralize Triglavian fleets in like a larger aspect. That's like my thought process, just because I think mechanically speaking, like a mobile bouncing DD like you see with Keepstars is just too much of a problem i feel like right like we've I'm a, already I'm a call had... you up, blood. that's a really that seems like a really terrible idea like sounds cool but like a ship that you need to stop a blob of triglavian ships just like who like like scorpion acm burst it just it just seems like super niche and not even worth dev time to put that in i don't know like just balance triglavian ships don't like make the answer to them a new ship that you know, like that's my opinion. We're allowed to have different opinions. The, um... I, true. So I'll, I'll just I'll give out like for instance, they brought in a boson. Why? <laughs> right? Like, they, but like no, they've no, no. done. I, it doesn't stuff have to be a boson. Yeah, yeah. But it, you have to think of it like if they make it a, a mobile Keepstar DD. Yeah, that's super OP because that one shots things. But if you made it like a, a two hundred DPS. AOE like five like five chaining thing with a small radius like that is not overpowered and it's going to confuse the fuck out of people because they're going to start getting hit and broadcast and like it's but gonna, how does that incorporate any kind of skill because like triglavian ships at least if, are very skill dependent right like they're they have a very finite range 
and when you break that, it causes potential issues. How how do you how do you balance that kind of mechanic? So when when you were talking about what you thought, like what if you just have to have all these ships that you're trying to bounce on? What if you have to have them all locked in in the range of the application? I I think that uh, I'm going to take this in a completely different direction. So if you look at that video and you analyze it, you compare the pixel sizes of everything together. Um, <laughs> that thing's a battleship or a dreadnought. I'm sorry, boys. It's a battleship or a dreadnought. Easy. At smallest, that thing's a battleship. This is interesting. And if it's a, and if it if it's a Concord, think about it. Like a Concord Marauder, dude. That just DD stuff would be pretty cool. Like I know it's probably not balanced, but I mean. I'm excited to see what they do with it, no matter what. I mean, they the did one... bring in a Triglavian Dread, so it's not out of the realm mm -hmm. of possibility. Mm -hmm. One of the things I, I think would be very cool, and this is like something I've thought about for a while. This was also before the Sino changes, but I still think it would be really interesting. One Marauder's Bastion, they actually are in Sino and Hib. I think would be very interesting. Yeah, I, um, I think we might have even talked about that on the show before. Like that, I think that's suggestion. I think that's not an uncommon idea. Yeah, it's a community. pretty it's a pretty good one. Yeah, um, like an, but, but it's instant, right? That'd be the key. But I, th I think this is interesting because like we all have different takes from this. Oh yeah, like like all takes. of us are completely different. It's good. So Did I'm you... I'm gonna just uh, okay. Like let me rephrase because I'm gonna throw away my like crazy idea of how the mechanic works. I'm just gonna think. I think that it's a E-War cruiser, not a damage cruiser. Not a, or, you know, not a damage ship. That's that's what I think it is. I think the mechanic is like E-War related. Like a resistance drop, maybe. Actually, uh, you know. AoE resistance drop. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? There, there was a lot else to look at in that video. Did you guys see oh, the yeah. wall that the Lashak shot through? No, I didn't see a wall. I did it, see like, the... Like I saw the um the new structure that it looks like is in there and no 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 that, that's an but... Asbel. Seriously? If you if you slow down bigger. if if you look at that uh structure the one that's not the fort right if you slow down and you look at that structure it's a, it has the Asbel glowing um sign on it. Yeah, but so the the TIS guys I think brought this up that in previous like demo trailers the the thing the model they were using. Be, even though it looked so the model would look different but the tag would be asbel or rotaru or whatever because it was a placeholder for the actual that, name that, of the item. that's very true but i like yeah i also just in general i didn't care as much about the structures as i did like ships because i'm like that's not my gameplay <laughs> but the wall like uh what what wall like I need you go a to frame. if you this go if you go to one minute exactly or one oh one, you'll see the wall that the uh, I think it's a Zenitra that's behind it shoots through. I can uh I can link it at the exact. Does it second. like change from blue to red or something? The wall? It's like brown. Yeah. It's not like a fully constructed wall, but it's clearly got like a port to shoot through. It was really weird. I don't know if that's a, a Zenitra siege. I've never seen a Zenitra siege. If it's got like a little magnifying thing in front of it, but it definitely oh. had that. Here, I can. Uh... I'm excited about the gate thing too, because I mean, more like, uh, you know, this is an old idea, but having the the high secs all like the each region of high sec separated by low sec, so like Amar high sec is separated from you know Glente high sec by low sec, 
And each high sec is essentially a high sec island surrounded by low. Like I've heard that. I've heard people talk about that from this trailer. That'd be kind of cool, I think. Um, but, you know, who knows? I have heard CCP talk about geography a lot more in general, Eve geography, and that, you know, kind of like the old like caravan mechanic of like people moving things together, not just like making logistics more difficult and I don't know, entertaining. Like it's a fine line because everyone is so embedded to logistics, right? All the NullSec people. So I don't know. Who knows? We'll see. Okay, I see, I see what wall you're talking about, like an embattlement that you can like anchor Somebody almost. told me that the Triglavian uh, Stellar Assembly, but I don't know what that is. But apparently that's an actual oh. thing. So. Interesting. Okay. okay. So yeah, the trailer, I like it's really interesting that we all had like different takeaways. <laughs> it's yeah. really let's cool. let's see what we what our takeaways are on the uh the dev blog that came out about surgical strike. So instead of going through every change, uh why don't we each just go through and talk about the one we like the most? And before that, we're gonna just review our show poll, which had like 79 people voted on it. That's our biggest one yet. So thanks to everyone in the Discord community for voting. And we asked which section of the Surgical Strike Dev blog has you most excited. I'm just going to refresh. All right. So capital changes. There's four, four uh, answers. Capital changes, Brawler's Paradise, Resistance Modules, and Subcapital Update. Uh, it was pretty tight. 25 votes for capital changes, 31.6%. 30.3 or 4% to Brawler's Paradise, and then uh, 21 and a half to Resistance and 16.5 to Subcapital Update. So pretty well balanced. Um, I think I would choose, it's tough. This is, they're all so good. It's tough. I really like the Resistance module change for what it does to the meta, um, but it fuck Capitals like straight up. Uh, over to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I, I want to call off the subcapital, subcapital edits. Primarily, um, first and foremost, battleships, which I think battleships in general, the tech uh, of the tech one and faction variants, like I've been blessed as far as small gang goes since November. Starting with the um, beginning with the warp speed increase. Well, actually, let me like rewind. Beginning with the uh, Sino changes, right? So now you don't get dropped as much when you're roaming in a battleship. Not a saber can't roll up on you, bubble you, and Sino you on you at the same time, right? So I really love what's happening with the battleship. Got that? Then warp speed. Now you can roam in them a lot easier. Um, not only that, you got now we're going into this frigate bay. You got your frigate bay, and now we're going into this where you're getting a buff to scan res, like throw away your freaking sentient sensor booster, you know, switch something else, put a, like a web and a web there or something. And, um, you know, you're going to get 10% to base, like even after the resistance, I've already looked at this on test comparison with, uh, tranquility. Um, you you're gonna have more EHP post patch with the T1 in the faction battleships, so uh, it's pretty pretty exciting. 
uh, just another buff to being able to run small gang battleship comps, like have a battleship content generator in your fleet. Super exciting. Then you go, you switch into the other subcaps, you know, Um, we're taking a hit on the tech three cruisers, which I mean, like away she goes. Right. But dude, Loki's needed to be nerfed straight up on on all fronts. So strong. It's, yeah, dude, oh, it's yeah. big strong shit, dude. Like, uh, it's it's the number one go to, and then you 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 have like all these wor- wormhole groups, and it's like they're constant comp, like brawling in the brawling in wormholes and stuff. You're just gonna run twenty, thirty Loki's with a mixture of remote reps or whatever. So that's gonna be fine. With the uh, with the new changes to it, it's gonna it's gonna application's gonna be hit pretty hard. It goes from fifty with seven twenties. It goes from fifty eight fall off to forty six fall off, and then it's gonna be a lot harder to fit things. If especially the XL ASB, if you're running XL ASB Loki's, um, and and I mean, there's just so many different things that are happening with the subcaps that are gonna roll the dice on how all all groups are going to comp larger fleets um the the munins like they just got that buff in like 2018 and now it's getting taken away and then i think the eagle the eagle nerf right here i think that's like a preemptive nerf because yeah you're i think you're right i think ccp basically went like we don't want to nerf the munin because then everyone's just going to fall into eagles maybe i don't know but no i think i think what they were looking at might have been that with the resistance changes, a lot of groups may switch out of Ferox fleets and go to Eagle fleets because they do the similar thing, but with better resists. And so they're like, how do we balance that? Take away a little bit of its its okay. projection. Yeah, that's, that's my thought process. Yeah, that's a good one for sure. I Very balanced. Am, am wicked excited about two changes. I'm so <laughs> fucking excited. Can I predict the which one's there? The buff, yeah. 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 My fucking boy, dude. <laughs> and the fucking Brawler's Paradise Void popping up, dude. I'm excited. We were looking at Ricardo Hyperions that we run <sighs> polarized. Fucking 2,500 DPS. Oh, dude. I'm excited, dude. And I'm looking dude, at Deimos's I, uh, getting like a 500 DPS increase. I cannot I just, wait to roll up on some nerds and then be like, oh, it's just two Deimos's. What are they going to do to my Loki or whatever? And then blam dead blammo dude, dude i saw it. squishy put like a hecate and a hype and like a 10 second meme video and i was just like i know exactly where this is going <laughs> yeah so you know what's interesting about all this resistance changes brawler's paradise all this stuff is the damage control is not included in the resistant module nerf right yeah, dude, everyone who runs a structure tanks Brutix Navy issue is exactly. literally coming all over the place right we now. We may as well call this like, you know, Galente Strike dev blog. Dude, this is the Ricardo patch, dude. This is literally the Ricardo <laughs> patch. Put a no, band okay. on it and that's what it is. Shadow meta, all right, for kiting, because like the, you know, your armor resistance on like an Omen Navy or something is going to be a lot lower, right? Because energized adaptives, they just got nerfed. So, like, your active rep, less effective. Rail Brutix Navy, but instead of, like, actually using an active rep, like, you might use an active rep meme, but you don't even put energized nanos. Now you just do buffer structure tank to, like, 
just give you the staying power to shoot stuff. I, on, on I have I have an idea for you. Instead of pat, instead of buffer tanking, just put more gyros on it, dude. Just the thought. <laughs> just the thought, dude. I'm just nice saying. Abs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is uh, I like. Oof. Let's go. Right, blood, I, blood, I, blood, I, blood. Do you guys know blood? what Ricardo is? I think you do, right? I'm assuming. I know. I know who blood. Ricardo is. I definitely know who he is. So, do you know like the fitting uh, philosophy behind it all? Polarized, it's just like your damage, right? Damage. Yeah. So, well, yeah. it's not always polarized. Actually, the first ones weren't polarized. That came later. It was like the natural progression. Um, it's actually how the B team kind of the the group of guys I fly with actually came into to existence, and that's like extra squishy. That guy toxic, um, and my buddy Arid. And so, what we end up doing is uh, how this came about is we there was a year dunked Loki that was trying to kill our drop its uh drop Denkai on our our three Lokis, right? Um. And he was sitting on a gate, and there's a video of it. Um, and we have these three Lokis, and, and he's sitting still, and we're sitting still, and he's just waiting. His armor, his involves, and everything are on, right? We alpha him before he can jump the gate. That's with amazing. the three, and oh, the, at that God. point, we knew we were going to be friends, and that was that's one of my, <laughs> de facto. You can hear me like screaming in the background. I was so excited, especially once I found out he was too build, dude. Yeah. Um, it, so like weird. that whole philosophy, I used to do something with with my mates that we just called gank raxes and they were very similar but they were shield like shield buffer lse mwd scram web mm -hmm. nano like mag stabs until you don't have any cpu left and then well and a damage control and then uh nanos and literally like you would just get up on things scram them and heat until they blow up and then move on to the next thing like similar philosophy so mm -hmm. much fun and i think these changes like promote that more which is which is good like things dying is good time to kill reduced is it's good like yeah i'm i think I these know. are all positive they're i'm so not positive. They're all like i'm not really a brawling mentality so i just i don't enjoy committing to the fight right uh and leaning leaving myself vulnerable in a lot of those situations so i'm not like saying i'll take advantage of it but i think overall it's like good and i think we'll see some benefit from it especially on like the the higher end, like I think a lot of the capital, like the resistance stuff, like mm -hmm. as it was put in the post, is aimed towards capital stuff, you know, well, you think kind of limiting it. force auxiliaries and like some of those mm -hmm. really hard to kill, super thick things. On the smaller end, right, like as a nano gang, you show up and I think, okay, now a carrier, instead of taking 10 minutes to kill, takes eight minutes to kill or something like that, depending on the size. I think that becomes a little bit more beneficial as well. It gives you some some wiggle room. Yeah. And if you look at it, like the way I... Okay, so I want to say two things. First of all, if you like fancy yourself a small gang PvPer and you have negative things to say about the resistance module changes, you should give your head a shake because this is going to shake up so much stuff and it's an opportunity. It's like a reset button. And small gangers like to think that they're so smart that they can you know theory craft and make fits. Well... Now's your fucking opportunity to make fits. It's it's a whole new meta. Everything's going to be different, and there's going to be so much more room for creativity. So, well, and there's going to be trickle down effects, right? So, for absolutely. instance, like just you know, like it's crazy. It blows me away the people saying negative shit about this. Blows me. Well, away. so for instance, really common thing, Feroxes, right? Current meta is three uh, CDFEs, right? Core defense field extenders, like in the rigs. Because you get more HP out of your rigs, and you can use your mid slots for resistances. 
Well, after these changes, you can't stack like two adaptives in there. So you now have to go, okay, I need to use my rigs for resistances because that's that's where I'm going to get the most bang for my buck. Well, now in order to get the buffer you need, you have to use large shield extenders, which is going to affect your CPU and your power grid. So that has then a trickle down effect to, oh, now I can't fit these weapon systems nearly as effectively. I have to change something else. Oh, now I, you know, because of that, if I want to fit a full set of like 250 rails, I've got to put an Ansel current router on, and that's going to lower your resistance because you were already fully stacked up there for your resistance, right? Like, and and that's going to happen across a lot of things, right? I think we're going to see more things with, you know, uh, for instance, like an an Omen Navy, right, that we fly pretty commonly. Well, we use resistance in, in our lows, usually like one energized. Well, now we might have to go, hmm, that's not going to be enough. What else can I do instead of having like a ranged gun rig, right, to give me more optimal, I might need to put in an aux nano pump to give me more rep power to make up for that disparity, something like that. And like those trickle down effects are what make things way more complex and more enjoyable. And that's, you know, now you're going to have a much more like meaningful debate around do I choose a tech two ship that has better resistances because there's so much more of a gap on the base resistances, like, you know, the, the resistance you can get out of a ship in order to stay alive and tank through an engagement between a heavy assault cruiser and like a a faction or a T one cruiser. I don't know, man. Like I'm so big on this. You, you pretty much hit the nail on the head. The second thing I was going to say is fleet fits like NullSec fleet fits any fleet fit compared to small gang fits, they always have more resistance mods. So it, you know, affects this change affects them more. Uh, like a lot of small gang fits will maybe have like a resistance mod, like you said, right? So, you know, compared to three, maybe four. So that's, that's all great. Like the only thing I want to see now is a nerf to the weapons that project and apply really well. I think if weapons project, they shouldn't apply well. I'm looking at you, uh, rapid lights, uh, yeah. <laughs> just like, you know, like maybe that small ganger won't have to fit more tank on his Nospray or on his Nomen if like rapid light spam wasn't a thing out to like, you know, 60k. Like, I don't know. Like that. Beams, beams are still pretty scary too. Rails, not as much, but like, like heavy pulse or heavy focused beams are pretty strong. That um, when you said, yeah, when you were talking about that rather than rapid lights, I was totally thinking beams. I guess I was also thinking rails too, though. Yeah, think, but like uh, beams and rails apply much worse than like you look at how well rapid lights apply. It's fucking ridiculous. Oh yeah, like you can so, negate like, a lot of beam damage from piloting well. But then you have a caracal fleet jumps in. One <laughs> of the things that's really cool about this patch is that there's just so much good to say about it, which is really like we haven't even oh, yeah, touched different areas. We're getting hyped right now, and we're like we're getting yeah. excited. But we're not. We haven't even touched the big juicy apple that's just sitting there that like none <laughs> of us have really touched. But I know Super that we're all thinking, dude. Application is that the one? Is that it? All right, that's Super the one. Application, dude. Yeah. And, and and then the removal of the of support uh, the fighter. support tubes. It's so yeah. good. It's so good. Oh, yeah. So good, yeah. dude. So oh, that, was actually, that was actually going to be mine. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but like, but yeah, like I think the biggest benefit there is like. So, okay, 
when we're in small gang, one carrier shows up, you're like, this sucks, but like we can deal with it. We can bounce. We can outrun mm -hmm. some fighters. We might not be able to kill it, but we can stay on grid. One super carrier shows up and you go like, well, we're clear, fucked. clear. Like clear we are done. We will get one shot or two shot. And especially if they have, you know, uh, dramas that come out, right? Like you are even in hundred MN ships. That's when you start running into issues. Like with, when dramas start webbing things down, right? Am I thinking dramas or grams or I don't know. Dramas are the ones. Yeah. yeah. Dramas web. So like, so that's how even 100 MN ships, like you are specifically geared to fight something like a super and it just doesn't even matter. Like that is massive. And like, yeah, we're not going to kill a super because it's probably going to take a year and a half to still kill them. But like the, the lack of support fighters means that they and the application nerf means like, hey, their role is to hit bigger things like which, in my opinion, has always been their role. Like or should have always been their role. So like the impacts of that are gonna be just very, very nice in general. Mm -hmm. I completely Definitely. agree. I'm super excited about it. Super excited about it. And now you don't you're not gonna have these like overly confident uh ratting pilots that live in nullsec blocks and they're just like throwing their freaking win it all ship everywhere. I mean, I think you'll still have them show up. It's just they won't well, be as effective, right? Like, yeah, yeah. You're not going to get scrammed and webbed. Like, that's yeah. the main, the main thing. And it was kind, of, it was kind of um, frustrating, especially after the change for sirens getting afterburners instead of micro warp drives, where you can no longer scram those off. And now, yeah. now immediately after I seen the the patch notes, that was the first thing I did. Obviously, like. Before I even clicked login, I was like, oh, fucking patch notes, dude, checking it out. And I, I was just like, it, it started out just super strong. And then I was like, oh, no, what am I going to do about my things after that? But, um, you know, for the most part, that was the the biggest hype about uh, about roaming in the small gang. It's, it's not going to have to deal with that anymore. Yeah, I yeah. feel like... Same the super application and the fighter support, like the support fighter tube, I think that's the most immediate change we see, right? But then I think all the, the resistance and, and stuff that trickle down, those are the most long lasting effects that like we see in this patch. And so I think I'm excited about those two for very different reasons. But like, I think they're going to shake up a lot of the meta in general. The and then they changed, and then they changed the. Uh, originally when the patch came out, it was going to be only all capitals can only fit one capital capacitor booster, which is huge for dredge and yeah. super huge for supers that racks. And what about fax? So, well, fax Ooh. they kept. Fax could faxes can still only fit one, but they rolled it back to where only fax. So now dreads, um, supers, titans, and carriers can all fit multiple capacitor boosters, which is which is I think makes if more had sense. they. It, to me, it makes more sense because if you think about it and you think about like how Marshy and how Omeka and those big groups go and they kill supers and stuff like that, their huge deal is getting the 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 invulns off. Because once the invulns are off, you've got a ship that's got way, way less HP, um, especially when you're talking about adding Nirvanas on the things. So it's going to be that's uh, I, I want to say it was it might have actually been a good decision uh, to proactively make sure that. Uh, they gave super pilots not melting to just like a 200 man bomber fleet was, was probably a pretty good, pretty good idea. But 
what do I know? I'm just but a, you know they, a lowly solo PvP. They did uh they did implement that twenty percent decrease in bomb effect, didn't it? Right. Yeah, but that's only damage. That's not so they use focus void bombs um to newt them out, and I don't think that has anything to do with them. They yeah, haven't so confirmed an idea. Or like supers can still fit more than one cat booster if they want to, and they would use that to like basically uh you know, effectively, you can inject and then hit your invulns uh, twice as frequently if you're at zero cap than if you had one cap booster, right? Mm-hmm. Is that kind of what you're getting at? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because they use, they pretty much tell people to only bring focus void bombs, which are specifically meant for capitals because they're so large and they mm-hmm. need a boatload. Um, and so they newt the, the invulns out and then they kill them. So yeah. um, that's a huge part of it, though, because like once he's got no capital, once he's got no capacitor, and both of his things are on reload. He's way easier to kill than otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, and they so that was one update. The other this other update I that they made already uh amended the the dev blog a little bit. I really liked because there were people in the Lesson Ted Discord that were screaming about this. And I think it was on Reddit too, where they were like, yeah, typical CCP. Like they buff battleship T1 battleship scanners, but they don't even touch Marauders or Black Ops. They're all like, you know, complaining about it. And CCP was like, yeah you know what you guys are right like okay it's that's happening too makes sense so they just like threw it in there right like i don't know i think the ccp of the last six months it's pretty hard to to complain my dudes like mm-hmm. uh, they've been doing a bang up job no they've done a much better job they've done a, a much better job lately and uh really kind of giving them props i hope they don't re- break my trust and right? chat like... goes back to how it was last year but still, <laughs> i know, you know? All Dude, of a sudden, all the balanced teams are going to get like obliterated to focus on NPE again. And well, know. that was our question to yeah. rise. You know, like, hey, Team Talos, it's great, and we're seeing it being great. But how long will it last? Right? Like that was because we've been. I've been playing the game what like uh, seven plus years. You know, and it's like I've seen this before. Like, <laughs> yeah. give it a year and a half, and then I'll be convinced. Yeah, wasn't it like Fozzy Team Five O? Wasn't it? Wasn't that like the, the old, Dude, I don't know, the old school balance teams? There was there been, no, a, there like, been a few. I remember a time period of probably like two years where Siegel was, you know, on this very focused roadmap. It was consistently every like six weeks there was updates. There was reworks happening and stuff, and it was it was pretty consistent. And then, like, once Seagull went on maternity leave, in my opinion, I have no idea what was going on internally there. But, like, once Seagull went on maternity leave, it was, like, it went from this, like, consistent cadence to, like, nothing getting done and maybe, like, three devs doing work. And then, like, she came back from maternity leave for a short period of time and then she left ccp to go to unity like and and like and then the next year and a half or two years or three years or whatever were like just not great changes in my opinion (laughs) but again i don't know what was going on internally that's i just see those timelines lining up pretty consistently with seagull's involvement in a lot of things and then like we had some really great things with like i still think logi bro was a fantastic dev I never got to meet him, never got to talk to him, but the things he did for like the small gang community, he built Thunderdome. He managed the the AT that year and worked with EventT to broadcast it. And then like when they downsized the community team, he he was fired. And I feel like and I, I was in AT at that time. So 
we went from one year of a, a very functional alliance tournament to the next year alliance tournament was almost like borderline canceled because they couldn't get thunderdome working but they had fired the only guy that knew how to work it and like it was just like this kind of chaotic behind the scenes and again like this is all outside like i don't you know i'm just a nerd playing a game but like uh yeah i just i really enjoy the current changes and like the current motivation the things that we're seeing come from ccp and like specifically team talos around these kinds of not even large sweeping changes right like these are this is a balance pass right like there's no new mechanic here there's no new big item it's literally a balance pass and i'm way more excited about this than i ever was about anything citadel related but like yeah that's me let's uh i mean I there's a lot of really good devs and, and things that have come and gone at CCP and uh, Team Talos obviously deserves a ton of praise, but I I want to shout out um, CCP Ritati because I've he's been on a lot of podcasts recently and I've listened to him and the way he speaks about Eve and his his him and his team's kind of vision is really intriguing to me. I really like the sound of it. Uh, if anyone from CCP is listening to this, which I'm sure you know here and there some people do. Uh, you know, if CCP Rattati would feel up to coming on the show and talking to a couple like really toxic elitist small gangers, he'd be more than welcome if he thinks he could cut it. Um, it's it's going to be about small gang, but because uh, it always is. But uh, yeah, I'm just going to throw that out there because I, I like the way that dude speaks about Eve. So, but let's. Uh, I don't know. You guys got anything else you want to you want to say, or should we move into shoutouts? I think I think it's about you know pretty solid shoutout time. <laughs> all right let's go down the list dtm shout outs gotta give it to my boys in the b team the first man the only dude my guys who keep me playing this this game which i question why i play pretty often but man they make me smile dude and they keep me playing this game um and then of course specter fleet and their commander cup uh and that that group's a great group of guys if you don't know what large fleet content's like uh you want to get involved they're, they're a good group uh, Monsters Reborn, which is Havoc's group, um, an amazing group of dudes who really, really care about just PvP and going out and doing stuff. And then um, Easy Sports is one of our first kind of partners who's helping us out, uh, giving us some ISK, helping us uh, do our web hosting so that I don't have to pay for it out of my pocket anymore. That's very nice of them. And uh, that's about it. Nice. Over to you, yeah, Havoc. I want to just shout out to all the current groups that I feel like are kind of in the same community profile. You know, we got Flagons, we got Less Than 10 Discord, we got Monsters Reborn, Eve CS, Thermodynamics. I mean, we have so many great minds working together to generate content for Eve. I would absolutely love to uh, give a shout out to Grim. That's my bro, man. Like, I couldn't be here without him. Uh, ace ace fucking fc man and um we're we're just doing great things out here shout out to a couple of my friends i want to shout out Sintaki, the master hunter i want to shout out zariah judah for being out there and and always making it a point to come out of low sec and roam with me i want to shout out cc who's going to be like 
he's a young 15 year old. He's really dedicated to the small gang environment. And, and it's people like him that are going to be the next wave of small gangers going into going into late twenties of Eve online. And, um, I want to, sh- I want to shout out also, uh, this will be my last one. I want to shout out Caliber and 60. You boys can come back and get some dunking on, baby. Boom. Come on. Big booms. Big bit check check. Big boom. <laughs> Dude, both those guys were also in nano conspiracy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. oh God, I, I feel dude. valuable. I feel like a vet. No, um <laughs> I think that was the awesome. best shout out ever on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That was awesome. That the emotions, the emotions, my dude. Oh my god, dude. Oh, Sixty. Man. I remember he told me I was such a bad pilot, and then he, I took him out, and I was like, "Now let me show you what it's really like when I'm actually trying." <laughs> and I took him out, and afterwards, he's like, "Damn, DTM, you're actually not bad at this game." And I was uh, like, I, "Yeah." I thought you were gonna say like he was like, "Damn, DTM, you're even worse than I thought." <laughs> nah. <laughs> I could I, wanna... I could go on, man. I could go on forever. I have so many people to shout out and be thankful for. I, I absolutely love this community, and thank you guys for having me on the show. I'll shut up now. Let you guys talk. No, I, I want to thank both of you guys for coming and hanging out. Um, it's like super cool to get to chat with people about the stuff they're doing, and in particular when you have content creators, but who are creating content for everyone to do. Right? It's different than like a content creator in the sense of creating content for people to view but this is content for people to participate in and that's like super awesome so like thank you both for coming and hanging out um we always say like this is as much like your show as it is ours like and so it's just like super fun to hang out and talk with you guys dtm does the dude cast uh on on he has it on his youtube also streams it on twitch so like uh, I enjoy watching it like bit by bit uh, at work and stuff. Uh, good fun, like the five of you guys just like chilling and like bullshitting, which is pretty awesome. Um, and then also like my the one I had put in like our little notes here. Uh, there's this Japanese YouTuber. I've seen videos of his from time to time, and just this week I think it was he put up a video that was like really interesting. It was, uh, his name is Takuya, Takuya Gogiko. Yeah, we're going to go with that. I'll leave a link. Anyway, but it was a nano gang versus a nano gang. And so, like, the Japanese guys are in kind of Drekovic and, and some stuff. And they end up starting to fight Roque Capel, um, Stimulus. And it was a pretty evenly matched fight. I actually, like, messaged him asking for the battle report. And what was really interesting to me is I've tried to explain this concept of fencing before. And it's the idea that when you have like two sword fighters, right, they kind of go back and forth, back and forth, waiting for one to overextend. And in Alliance Tournament, we did that a lot because it was like a a nano gang or a, a highly mobile group versus another highly mobile group. When you have like a highly mobile group versus a, a slower group, you let them come into you, overextend, and then you can capitalize on it. But when both groups are mobile, it's this back and forth where someone comes out, starts to overextend, and the, the team tries to capitalize on it. And that person like moves back to the rest of their group for their support. And then, you know, team B starts moving in as is, it's really interesting. And you could see it really play out in this fight. 
and and like so anyway i just i wanted to link that youtube video um he only has like 300 subscribers on youtube and i was like this this is like pretty fantastic content i don't know if that's specifically around like because he's a japanese creator but like i watch tons of lucy Liu stuff and i have never understood a word of russian in my life but i i love that content as well so like yeah i wanted to shout that out as well nice i'll have to check it out i haven't seen that one yet and for my shout out it is a new month uh it's april so my shout out goes to our patreon supporters thank you guys so much for your support that's uh alexander corey january valentine uh, kenson constantinus and turd ferguson and zalorp thank you guys so much for your continued support it's really appreciated and just an update on that front it, uh, i believe this month we now uh i can pay myself back for uh, the year of hosting so we're gonna we're looking into stickers so it's it's uh the funds for stickers should be available soon we'll get those made uh no timeline but uh bear with me and yeah thanks for <laughs> your guys support yeah we actually started talking with adam deathstroke who like works for a company that mass manufactures stickers and and different things like that and he was like yeah stuff's really busy right now because i have to figure out a way to make like a hundred thousand stick on masks or I, whatever it was for for related to like covid19 and we were just like all right cool well thank, thanks for chatting with us bro like we'll get back to you later when you know we want to order just you know a hundred stickers <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's the perspective of it like our importance right yeah. anyway that's the show guys really cool. uh it was really again thanks guy to our guests for coming on and it was super fun and uh just remember it's not the size of your gang it's how you use it